Sorry for the interruption. Coming up is a podcast brought to you by the dedicated and diverse volunteers at 3CR. Our podcasts keep community strong. And for the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help keep us going. We rely on the generous donations of the community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate and show your support for community owned and community run media. Happy listening. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by old people. Present Raise the Roof. We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR, 8.55am. Uh, I'm your host, my name is Shane, and today I am going to be talking to Ricky Spencer, who's part of HAG's LGBTI Community Reference Group. Uh, that's a group of older, lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans and intersex people who meet monthly to talk about housing issues affecting older LGBTI people and how to make housing and homelessness services, uh, including ours, more accessible for the community. That group was established in 2020 to address a lack of resources focused specifically on housing justice for older LGBTI people. Uh, Ricky uses they and her pronouns and is a transgender sociologist who's involved in a lot of community organisations, including as a convener for the Queer Greens and a convener in housing and homelessness for the Greens, and also somebody with a lived disability. Um, So thanks very much for joining us today, Ricky. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you, on this really beautiful sunny day and in my lovely home, which I've been lucky to secure in a private rental market that is incredibly difficult to secure. Absolutely. Um, So, I mean, that conveniently leads us into my first question, which is how did you get involved in the reference group? Mm. I do remember that um, I did see an ad uh, looking for this back in 2020, but my passion for housing has been for around 20, 30 years. Um, For myself, it was uh, somebody who through health reasons was unable to maintain a mortgage uh, 20 uh, or so 25 years ago. So I was back on the rental market and as my health deteriorated, it, it, it sort of demonstrated to me that there were like problems where my security was limited by my whether how long I could stay in a particular place. And I was sort of always nervous about that position because as I affirmed myself as a, as a transgender person, I knew that I would not have the documents of a consistent history to demonstrate work and and renting, which would make it difficult. So when I saw the reference group, I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity because I thought there are so many gaps that I've experienced, especially for uh, older people who who identify as transgender and living with a disability on a pension that I felt that it was important to voice and be a part of a space that we can talk about what needs to be done so that we can have 
the same amount of access as other people do uh, into the housing uh, security spaces. I think that's really interesting because I think often when people talk about uh, homeless issues affecting the queer community, it's presented as an issue that mostly affects younger queer people and it's presented as, as something that's caused by parental homophobia and transphobia, um, which to, you know is true to a large extent, but it kind of uh, sidelines or ignores the, the big systemic issues that affect queer people and, and our housing experiences over the course of our whole lives. Um, so could you tell us a bit about the reference group and what it does? Sure. So the reference group um, has quite a few uh, diverse members. So there are I mean, all we have in common is the fact that we're older, um, but within within that space, there are, I myself is a transgender person, there is, uh, we've got cisgendered uh, lesbians, we've got cisgendered gay men, we have people of different backgrounds, most uh, living in um, private rental spaces. There is, we have somebody who is a homeowner, um, but is also passionate about um, security for, for older people and the steps that, what can be done to help support people who are homeowners from our community to encourage them to rent to older people. So, the group has set out, you know, has a couple of uh, core aims. And obviously the one, the main one is set out to ensure that we are visible um, in, in the spaces to, in, in housing in relation to government agencies knowing about us. But most importantly, um, rental markets or agencies so that they can understand why it's important to to have access and and reach out to people who are older because part of our what we're finding is that a lot of people have there is a stigma attached to renting and as you uh, eloquently uh, mentioned in the beginning there is this assumption that you know oh if you're LGBTIQ, you must therefore be rich because, you know, going back to the old um, uh, ways of looking at through our lenses in the 70s and 80s, there was this presumption that, oh, well, you didn't have children, so therefore you had all this excess wealth and housing. Many of, you know, our community in purchase housing, we lived for the moment and therefore we had all these rich assets. But that's far from the truth. There are very few people within our community spaces who have that luxury of um, having, um, having been able to secure housing because of the fact that, you know, we didn't, some of us chose to or weren't able to have children. So these left us in situations where our accommodation was, um, we kind of lived closer to cities because at that time too, you know, there was safety elements, even in the 80s and 90s, I can remember where it was just unsafe to live out in the outer suburbs. And, you know, even when I purchased a property, uh, back in the uh, or late 90s, uh, early 2000s, I lived out in Frankston. And, you know, I had problems there with um, graffiti on my walls, you know, having things like saying, you know, fags and all that, which I don't even know how that came about. But that gave me a fear in having things thrown at my windows. And it wasn't like I was promoting who I was or you know but you don't know who knows and then perhaps that fear was so embedded with us that you know 
most of us in the end chose to live in inner suburbs that was safer. So yeah. when uh, the I, sorry, I, I sorry. grew up in Frankston in the eighties and nineties, so I really relate to what you're saying. Yeah, so you get yeah, I did love it, but you see, this is what's so hard because within that reference space so many of us then we chose to live in spaces in the city close to services hospitals uh and in those times you know even up to the 2000s you know before the internet and online apps we tended to associate in physical spaces and most of the the spaces to go out to performances were in the inner city clubs and spaces so it made sense to live in areas and nobody thought that oh best to buy a home because you know there comes a period of time that you'll never afford it we just thought you know we just lived and i lived in the period of hiv and aids where we didn't know what would happen so i know i was a bit long-winded but i sort of wanted to give that context as to how the reference group you know, we so we're part of a generation that has lived through these um, organic periods of um, change. And as a result of that, you know, a lot of us have not been able to secure housing and many of us have had our super, we've used our super just purely to survive. Uh, some of us through our gender affirmation processes and some of us because of our deteriorating health. And as a result, when you get older, uh, it is much harder to find secure work. And as much as they keep saying to us, even today, there's like 3.8% uh, only of unemployment. The reality is when you look into that closer, you'll find that a lot of the people who can't get work over 50 is quite high. Mm. And as a result, we need to kind of lobby and put into place within this space why we need to obtain more support services around uh, having housing that meets the standards, the universal design for older people. And that I mean being stair access, um, you know, health-wise nearing hospitals. And I could go on, but I'll stop at this point. Oh, no, that was great. Um, so, I mean, you've already answered this to, a, to an extent, but what do you see as the biggest issues today in terms of housing for older LGBTI people? That's, yeah, look, that's it. It's, there's, there's a few main ones. One of the ones is having um, access to uh, health services. You know, we know that as we get older, we need to see the doctors more frequently. We need to have access to um, be able to, you know, obtain other services, whether it would be um, going to shops uh, for, you know, for food, we need to be able to have closer distancing where we don't need to, um, we can't, um, through, through our health-wise, we can't travel out further. So we need to have uh, something that is um, closer to us. But unfortunately, the housing market is just so expensive that when you are forced into the private rental market, you're competing against people who are working, who are able-bodied, who are prepared to perhaps go without things like heating but as you get older we can't navigate stairs many of us 
we hear that a lot of older people can't even afford the rental market. So what do you do? You have to then go on waiting lists. And unfortunately, the wait lists are quite long. And then your health deteriorates as a result because you have no sense of well, where will I be tomorrow? You know, we kind of like to plan things to live in spaces more than a year. I don't, you know, and I'm Luckily enough, I was able to secure, and I always say everyone, secure the cheapest house in West Footscray because it really was. And, you know, it was a rundown old kitchen and I'm very happy with it. You know, a toilet that didn't work. But for me, it was a home and I went through so many steps to obtain it. But these are the issues that other people face. Some people are just on, you know, temporary housing, couch surfing when you're over 50. You know, the shame and stigma, you know, for somebody over 50 having to present themselves to to people around them to say you know i can't afford to have a place i'm i'm homeless you know it, people just don't get that and they don't know what you know how it impacts our lives but we hear that all the time and yet services i don't think understand so much how you know what how we are to be assisted and we've had the experiences where some people have been you know presented to like you know a space where the bathroom they couldn't access the bathtub because it was too big you know the, the bathroom wasn't right and they couldn't barely fit into the door but the the housing provider said well that's the best you're going to get and then the person was crying because they could barely walk be it they were, you know, and what were they going to do? If they didn't get that particular property, they would be out on the street. So these are the problems we have, we're facing. The universal design principles um, haven't been applied in Victoria or Australia for, for many years because of the way the markets have been. So we there is so much work that the reference group are doing. So we're now promoting that you know come and speak to our organization if you cannot find a home it's okay there is no need to feel ashamed we will help you there is a place and space where you can come and talk to where you are respected you know you are valued and we we will do our best to help you navigate the housing market um, and we will give out some contact information later in the show for people who are listening who might be interested in finding out more or getting involved. But I, I guess that brings me to the question of like, what, what do you see as needing to change either at the, you know, the level of services and organisations or in terms of government policy? Like what, what needs to change to improve housing justice for older LGBTI people? Oh, I could just do a whole list, <laughs> but I'll just do the quick, look, my main premise, and it's like a paper, one of the papers I'm writing on at the moment, is one is the universal design principles to be applied. And that also means, you know, inclusion spaces for our community. You know, you cannot put us in a space that's somewhere remotely that doesn't have access to our community, you know, we're not part of the heteronormative uh, uh, spaces that are, some people are comfortable. For some of us, we want to be around like-minded people, but also don't put us all into the one basket. Just because we are part of the LGBTIQ community, within that, we all have different needs, wants, desires, and housing needs are quite different. So for myself, who's older transgender person with uh, health needs I need to be able to access um, good uh, access points no stairs um, 
a shower that I can get into easily out. So th these are the modifications that can be provided. So that is one of the things we need to do is to have a better partnership with housing. The other one that uh, I say that we need is to have better forms because the form, the process of getting a application for a private rental or community housing or social housing or public housing, there are so many obstacles to jump. And, you know, people presume that everyone has a standard level of literacy. And the case is for some, that is not the case. And also digital literacy. A lot of these platforms have now merged onto digital spaces. Not everyone from our community has grown up with it or is comfortable. You know, some of us got to remember, if you've lived a certain period of time, you don't have all your documentation with you. So how do you provide all this space? You know, and it's another thing too is planning. How do you plan as you get older? Unlike it when you're in your 20s or 30s, you know, you know that your health is okay or reasonably going to be okay. You can navigate. But when you hit over 50, to start planning for a housing, say, application for social housing or community housing, you've got to kind of consider, okay, where is my health now? Where do I think my health will be in a couple of years' time? And you need to factor all those into those for your planning for us with a, an appropriate home to, to put to, and you may be on a wait list for a couple of years. So you've got to kind of have those plans in place. So that's what makes it difficult. So we need more support around that. And we do need to also get, we need to have what I believe are peer support workers who are similar age to help guide us when we're going for the application process and to help us negotiate where we need to negotiate um, a space to live. Because for some of us, we're just grateful to get a place, but it may not be the best outcome because if the, the space isn't um, accessible to um, uh, uh, hospitals and other services, there's going to be problems. And the other problem we're finding too, that I'm working on another project at the moment with public housing, and that is that you would notice that all the uh, public housing estates are concrete buildings and there are problems with accessing broadband and NBN. And you can imagine if you're going into one of those places, we have to have good access to NBN because a lot of health provision is now being uh, mm. shuffled into the homes. So we've got to make sure that within those spaces that we have, these things are taken into account and we need to get real estate um, agents involved to really support our communities and really reach out because there is still a lot of um, transphobia. We, we, we know that because I've experienced that, you know, with the way that, you know, your, your gender when you're filling out forms to histories, all that sort of formation that kind of gives them a picture of who you are. And we're always at the mercy of, you know, the land, Lord, will they let us? Will they like us? And the reality is if someone has a strong bias against LGBTIQ older people, they're more likely, we won't know, but they won't necessarily rent to us. Mm -hmm. So we have this 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 an incredible number of you know ongoing issues that we face. Oh uh, yeah, thank you. Um so just, just changing gears a bit, uh, Fiona Waters, who convenes the reference group, has asked me to uh, take this opportunity to promote a survey that the group is is conducting at the moment. Could you tell our listeners a bit about the, the survey? Yeah, we, we, we're 
trying to get a snapshot to find out exactly what's happening out there in the community. We want to know, you know, how, what has your experiences been with housing? Where do you live? What do you find are the most important features when you're looking for a space? How long have you had that space? You know, we need to kind of find out within our community, what are your experiences with um, housing? What it means to you? You know, what have you found difficult when when you've tried to obtain housing, you know, and what is affordable, you know, because that's the problem, you know, what for one person is affordable for another person is not, there are so many costs and we need to have these, uh, these types of research so we can truly understand the hidden costs associated with renting. One of the areas that has been uh, missed in a lot of work previously has been asking people the the horrendous costs is associated with moving, which doesn't seem to be targeted in, in research. And this is so important because, you know, when you get a lot older, you tend to have types of materials. You also have that problem that you cannot physically perhaps move furniture yourself. So you require more assistance in that area. So it puts that added pressure on to us. So we need to capture all these important uh, factors that impact older people, as well as pets. We haven't even got into that subject. I mean, God forbid if they knew that I had five cats, I'd be in a <laughs> hell of a lot of trouble. But see, for me, that's my family i don't have any family you know um and i haven't had family for many years so for me that's so important for my mental health and well-being so we have all these issues we need to ask people to understand what matters to you how do you want to spend your time and you know of course that goes into the next you know area we've got to look at um you know as we're heading to where do you want to be as long as you can independently live because that's important before we move to that other step of supported housing and accommodation. We really want to have uh, steps that are smooth and people can be prepared. And we feel that by having these very important um, research spaces and surveys to really start people to thinking deeper. Okay, I'm at this age. I wonder if I should be thinking about a will. I wonder if I should be thinking about, well, where do I go for supported accommodation? At what point do I need to go somewhere that's going to assist me more so they can help me with whether it be through in-home care coming to help me with um, basic uh, bathing and toileting to to helping with cleaning we need all these important factors to be considered that we tend to not you know do think about when we're younger but it's so important that we do as part of planning and with having these things um, research we can then plan better for our older community and our queer community as to what they would like and the other one I know I have to, we're probably running out of time but there's also we haven't touched on and that's queer workers we need to have workers who are you know accredited to work within our community that is my big takeaway today too you know you've got to start questioning if I'm going to have people working to support me I want to have somebody who understands my community to know my intersectionalities and what it's like living through the lens of someone who is LGBTIQ and that's important especially when we're older we need to feel that we are being respected in our spaces. Absolutely. And so we'll put a, a link to the survey, which is online. Uh, we'll put the, the link in the, the show notes on the 3CR website. But uh, what's the, who, who's the target for that? Is it 
LGBTI older people or who yes, are you? LGBTI older people, anyone. You know, and I don't like to use that word older, but the reality is is that you know once you 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 hit that magic five O, and for some it's a bit older, we really need to know well, what are your plans. You know how what are your experiences of housing? You know, how, do you own a property? Because these are important questions to know within our spaces. You know, a lot of people don't. There's been a lot of misconceptions that, you know, we seem to own three or four properties, that we're all driving expensive cars. We have loads of money. Reality is we don't. And it, you know, within the transgender community, and that I'm quite familiar with, with some, within my research spaces, I'm finding that a lot of trans women um, don't have access to superannuation or have used a lot of it, one, for, um, for relationships, whether some who have been in um, heterosexual, cisgendered relationships and then have affirmed later in life and had to pay for you know, divorce, others who have, you know, we, a lot of us have what we call disrupted work histories because we can't get employment. So for someone like myself, um, who has a number of qualifications, I cannot get employment because one, I'm older, I have a disability um, and, you know, not many people, not many businesses are comfortable with employing a transgender woman because they just, especially in education, they're just uncomfortable. So there are so many issues that we need to know in order to determine how do we build a better housing uh, policy platform and make sure that we are right front and centre. And I'm so excited because of the change in government now. And of course, I have to say, being involved with the Greens and our housing policy, which is, of course, to end homelessness once and for all. And that is important by building one million homes. And part of that one million homes, we want to ensure that there is homes built specifically for social housing, community housing, and targeted for people who identify as LGBTIQ over 50. So we have a beautiful space to live out the rest of our lives. And that house then can go to another person. So it becomes an asset owned by the community for the community. All right. Well, look, we, we are going to have to wrap up there, but thanks so much for your time and in insights today, Ricky. I, I really appreciate it. And please, everyone, anyone who's interested, please come and join us. There is so much ample opportunity to learn, to share, make new friends. And you know what? It, the more voices we come together, the more we can change the system and never feel you are alone. Just reach out to HAG because we're here to help you. Uh, we'll give you out that contact information in just a minute. But first, we're going to hear just a couple of community service announcements. City Limits. limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City, City Limits. limits. Uh, that's right, you're listening to 3CR, still Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show. My name is Shane. Uh, before those announcements, you heard from Ricky Spencer about HAG's uh, LGBTI community reference group and some of the issues affecting older LGBTI people 
uh, in terms of housing justice. Uh, unfortunately, I am alone on recording today because uh, Fiona York, my regular co-host, is recovering from COVID. Uh, I hope she is feeling feeling better, feeling well. Um, but yeah, you're just left with my my voice to take you out today. Um, we'll give out some of that contact information that we mentioned. So if you want to give us a call at HAG because you're interested in getting involved in the community reference group uh, or any other sort of uh, policy or advocacy work or, or the sort of, you know, any questions about the organisations, the number to call is 03-9654-7389. And if you're calling out the reference group, do ask for Fiona Waters. She's the one who'll be able to help you out. That number again is 03-9654-7389. Uh, if you want to get a, give us a call because you're an older person in Victoria, who has a housing issue that they want to get some advice about or some assistance with, the best number to call is 1300 765 178. Uh, that number again is 1300 765 178. Uh, you can also find our website, oldertenants.org.au. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, our keen and exciting social media presence all over everything. Um, that is just about it for today. We are almost out of time. Um, I mentioned that you know Fiona is obviously not here, but I am going to handball this recording to her to edit and package up for 3CR so it can be broadcast tomorrow night. Um, and I, she is going to add a song to the end of this episode uh, that you're about to hear any moment, but I do not know right now what that song will be. So unfortunately, I can't really announce it. Fiona, if you listen to this, I'd love to hear some Orville Peck at the end of this week's show, but I have no idea if you will listen to this episode before you uh, before you buy a song on the end so who knows what you're about to hear but uh thanks very much for listening uh we'll be back in a, a couple of weeks the second and fourth wednesday of every month uh, at 5 30 here on 3cr thank you and good night it's got an awful bite it's gonna rise again Keeping track of everything we lose Another hole to mend Tell me you can't stay Got your life.